Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on Talksport. We head to Mexico, uh, where a story we touched on briefly yesterday, fairly bizarre tale of a top Mexican player, Julio Cesar Dominguez, plays for Cruz Azul, one of the top clubs. And um, his uh, 12-year-old son said, Dad, Dad, uh, can I have a laser quest party? He said, of course you can, son. What's the theme going to be? And I don't know who suggested it, but El Chapo was the suggestion. Um, yeah. Mm. Um, there they children firing plastic guns, wearing balaclavas and baseball caps uh, with uh, El Chapo's initials uh, on them. It's not gone down well. A bit of an error of judgment. Let's see how it's played over there. Uh, Joe Bonfilio joins us. Uh, sorry, John Bonfilio joins us now over in Mexico. Hi, John. Hey, how are you? Good, thank you. So has this been a big story? I would imagine it would be here if it was a Premier League player. Look, it, it has been a big story, but it's also a delicate story. Um, so on the face of it, of course, the player, a couple of days after it took place, uh, came out and was deeply apologetic. He recognised he was a public figure and that he'd made a mistake and that it was, was not the image that Mexico needed internationally. Equally, the Liga MX, which is the equivalent of the Premier League, and Cruz Azul, his club, also issued a joint statement condemning events and rejecting instances of violence. But a lot of the subtext here is interesting as well, because contextually, what took place in this party is not unusual in Mexico. Uh, I mean, the cartels, for sure, are all powerful, in particular uh, El Chapo and the Sinaloa cartel. Um, they are, you know, they're physical entities that have huge amounts of power and control in the country. But they also inhabit uh, culture, folklore, uh, popular memory and so on. So they're really kind of ever present in terms of, um, I guess, you know, the, uh, the, the signifiers, whether it's, whether it's parties, whether it's uh, merchandise, uh, whether it's songs. I mean, there's a whole genre of music called the narco corridos that is dedicated to, uh, to the cartels. So uh, for sure, it was an error of judgment and everybody's come out publicly to say that. But they've also been very careful not to criticize uh, the cartels will put them in the line of fire because they know that that you know that they are listening too. So uh, what they've come out to say is that they do not condone uh, violence or any demonstration or display of violence, and they've left everything else out of the equation. Wow. Mm. So it's interesting you say that it, this probably wouldn't be uncommon for every famous person that has to apologise for it. These are probably going on all over the country from people that that aren't in the public eye. Yeah, for sure. Look, in Mexico, they are absolutely folkloric heroes. Uh, but I would expand that and say that that's the case internationally as well. I mean, how many you know Netflix TV series are there at the moment dedicated to uh, gangsters and the cartels and so on? So I think also it's 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 easy in a way to point the finger uh, at Mexico and Mexican culture and this being an error of judgment. But I think also there's something more broadly present in contemporary society. Look, maybe even it even goes back to sort of, you know, Robin Hood figures. I'm not saying that the cartels are those kinds of figures, but actually they do have massive popular support across huge swathes of the, um, uh, of, of the country where the government perhaps doesn't come in and, and finance hospitals and roads and so on. The cartels on their own turf will be, uh, will be supporting their own communities. And you know, I'm not justifying it, but that's why they court and they have the, the, the love uh, and the fanaticism that they do amongst yeah. uh, significant sections of the Mexican population. I mean, tourism is a huge industry in Mexico and, and the, the, the cartels really have not affected the tourist industry generally across the years, but that's been starting to change. We've been hearing stories here that, that the kind of turf wars have been expanding into tourist areas, and, and that is a concern, obviously, for the government because it's, it's a huge part of the economy. 
Yeah, I think that's also an interesting point. So as, as regards tourism, and I think also it's important to recognize that with cartels, the cartels are fundamentally like really well, incredibly well-oiled, smooth, multinational organizations. So uh, for sure, they involve themselves in, in drugs and narcotics, but they also involve themselves in all other aspects of uh, the Mexican economy. So uh, it's fairly obvious that they are also involved in the Mexican tourism sector. So it would be bad for business for them to be uh, violence and, and hits and worry and for that sector to, to take a hit. So there's kind of an uneasy alliance in those tourist areas where nothing historically has happened, if you like, where there is the beginnings of um, of issues, for example, in Cancun over the course of the last few years in what's called the Mayan Riviera on the east coast of the Yucatan, is that there is some cartel and cartel violence there. And that's because Cancun has grown, tourism in Cancun has grown so much there that actually it's become a destination point for drugs. So it's not a, generally speaking, where there's issues in Mexico is where uh, there's uh, trafficking of drugs up to the US. But say in Cancun and some other tourist areas, those have become a destination for themselves. So you've got cartel on cartel violence vying for those particular bits of territory wow interesting yeah just very quickly on the, the last time we saw the national team they were crashing out of the world cup it wasn't a great world cup they are one of three hosts next time around so they haven't got to qualify but they'll want to do better won't they john they will but i mean historically if you look at their uh, their performance at the world cup i mean this world cup very much has been a reality check they've not got beyond the quarterfinals you know, in any of the last, I think it's eight or ten World, World Cups and so on. So I think here there's definitely been a sense of reality check about uh, the level of, of skill and uh, and Mexico, the Mexican national side's place in international uh, football. And there are almost sort of root and branch or, or, or discussions focusing on root and branch reform uh, to to perhaps enable Mexico to to perform better in the in the upcoming years, but I think for for sure, however fanatical the support in Mexico, this World Cup has brought them right back down to earth in in terms of realizing that they are not a top tier footballing nation. Good to talk to you, John. You, John. Appreciate it. Thanks very much. Take care, John Bonfilio. There over in Mexico. It's.